1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ready! <coughs> Buffalo Bills Game Day on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
0: All right, here we go, here we go! We gotta have a drive! 23 left!
2: 23 left! One, two, three. Three.
3: Time now for Bills game day with Chopin the Bulldog. Brought to you by the BFLO Store, official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. What's up and welcome, Mike Chopin the Bulldog here. Eight fifteen kickoff, Bills and Patriots from Foxborough, the third division game of the season for the Bills. All on the road. Now they have the Jets here next week, then the Dolphins, and then it'll be New England in week 18 john murphy and eric wood will have the play-by-play as always from the northwest bank broadcast booth today's broadcast <laughs> is presented i'm not looking at the screen yet by belknap heating and cooling for more comfort and less ka give belknap a ring what
4: i'm a pro's pro Nah, nothing i it, it, i had it all set up had the camera all set the volume off so that i don't get an echo the thing starts and right away the volume had rocketed back up so i had to change that mm. and then i tipped the screen over and that, but we're good now it's fine now see hi you, you're talking like you don't have a staff over there yeah no no yeah, um you know not they're off today actually. <laughs> they're off today
3: they don't work thursdays no the weather in foxborough <laughs> is fine temperatures in the low 30s tonight clear skies Wins, you know, single digits. There's still some buzz about how windy it'll be in this game, but not what I'm looking at. The weather report brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. The big news is Von Miller going on IR, not because we thought he would play in this game, but that the Bills have decided, yeah, no, with respect to next week. Von Miller was talking on his podcast about how he would like to see where he's at for next Sunday, but with this, We know it will be at least four games, which would mean the soonest we'll see Miller is week seventeen on the Monday night in Cincinnati, then the finale, and then hopefully uh, in the playoffs. And you know it makes sense, right? When he got hurt, it looked bad, it felt bad, and I think a lot of us went right to the worst case scenario, and we're still not at that.
4: Right? Yeah. I mean, if if that's your walking off point, like I I think a lot of us we talked about this, you know, right after you know the, the Friday after that after the Thanksgiving game, that, um, boy, the way he looked on the cart, this is a guy who has experience with these sorts of injuries. You even uh, observed, like, how he was sitting on the field. Uh, like, boy, he knows. It's bad. And that's how I felt Friday and so uh, – or really immediately after the injury. So, you know, at that point, I would have, I would have taken IR in four weeks on the shelf, uh, provided we, you know, we, we have some reason to think we'll get him back after that time period. I don't know how certain that is here. Um, you know, his own schedule that he divulged on that, on that podcast seemed pretty optimistic. Um, so I don't know. I'm not freaked out that they put him on IR because I would have settled for four weeks when he first got hurt, you know? Um, but we'll see if he's able to be helpful then, I guess. And, and I, I don't want to assume that he will be, I guess we can all hope that he will be. Um, I think he'll give everything he's got trying, um, but it's it's you know some kind of a blow. I I, I can't deny it. Um, if you know you were excited and we were excited about the possibility of him trying it as soon as next Sunday, um, that's obviously you know out the window now, and we're talking about January now.
3: Really, you know, you could you'd love to have him all the time, but what you really want from Von Miller is the big moment, and that isn't really so much tonight as it is in the playoffs you know it's a point that our guest Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus made a few weeks ago or after the Bills won in Kansas City I guess it was and in that game Miller made a few critical plays on third downs in that fourth quarter to help the Bills stop the Chiefs and win and he said even if those plays happen on first down they might get washed out because Kansas City has the rest of the series to convert Mm -hmm. but on third down that's kind of it Yep. And so it's it's the moments, the big moments against Mahomes or maybe even Tua, whoever it will be, that's where you, you're gonna want him, you know, again, you'd of course want to have him all the time, but that's what it will come down to, and maybe he can be usable and successful and productive that way still to come.
4: Yeah, those those third downs late in that Kansas City game were huge. I mean he, he looked exactly like he, he delivered exactly like he was built, the closer. Right. There's a third down that forced an incompletion that led to a field goal attempt. Uh, There's a third down uh, where he I think there's a sack that led to a punt. And then there's a pressure that leads to the interception at the end. uh, I mean, he delivered. And you're right. Like to me, I I guess I would hope that you can get by the rest of these games the rest of the year uh, and even still be competing for the one seed um, and then get him back uh you know by the time january gets here even play a couple of games to get your feet under you or at least even a game you know maybe if they don't need uh week 18 uh then then certainly a guy with a with a knee brace and a knee injury just coming back maybe doesn't play but if he if he can get back by that cincinnati game and it goes you know smoothly uh you know he's he's able to perform maybe not at at you know peak von miller capacity but play be impactful and you know get out of there and get some rest and be ready for the playoffs like that's that's to me that's the best case scenario now and and really that was the focus after the injury to me too like that's why i'm saying the four weeks isn't devastating is it a blow yes of course if you spent the early part of this week thinking he'll be back next sunday you know you're looking at a month now and that's a very different scenario but that is the part of the season that will matter more you know, remains to be seen how many games they'll have to play in the playoffs. You know, so these games where he'll miss could matter, you know, if they miss him and they and they don't win them all or, or just fall short of the one seed. But either way, you know, if he gets back by Cincinnati and can play and help them, I, I think that's given how the injury appeared last Thursday, that's a scenario that I would settle for.
3: We'll look for your calls shortly and throughout the hour at 716-803-0550. 5 o'clock is Ross Tucker. So then uh, Sal will join us for the first of two conversations. We'll try to make them different. Eric Wood, Chris Brown, 6-7 to seven in the roundtable. Then Sal again before we turn it over to the guys in New England. Be listening at halftime for the ECMC halftime show. <coughs> you all right over there? Sorry. ECMC, go where the bills go. Nate and Sal will recap the key moments of the first half and bring you up to date on the Skyworks stats of the game skyworks equipment rental building america from the ground up
4: i apologize to you and the audience that just snuck up on me i didn't mean to have everybody's ears it's, <laughs> it's like that like, time what, what just happened
3: like that time i uh had the spit take right, right. that could have you could have passed that off well you're on camera probably not and also i didn't say anything funny it was just a read <laughs> kate is with us hi kate
5: <laughs> Hey, guys. So I think I'm at a point where I feel like we do need to sign OBJ to keep the Super Bowl hopes alive. But I think even if we do, I still need to see some more kind of creativity within the offense. Um, I watched chunks of the Lions game back, and the Lions offense had several different looks. They really seemed to keep our D on its toes with motion, misdirection, a bunch of varied looks. And the Bills offense just seemed so, I guess, uninspired is the word I would use. Like, Josh and Diggs make plays because they're playmakers and because they're great. But the design of the offense to the eye just it seems not great. I'm not saying, like, trick plays or anything like that, but just kind of more complexity and creativity, more preset motion. Um, that red zone touchdown where Diggs kind of ends up uncovered in the back of the end zone, that's like controlled chaos with motion, motion crossers, and then... There they go. There's, some, the uncontrolled the just, chaos. There's some uncontrolled <laughs> chaos. <laughs> extremely, extremely, and so and the D just kind of loses them, right? So um, it looks like it's just Josh and shotgun. Like read the D and go. So even with OBJ, I just really feel like we need just more to go into the scheme and the design.
3: Okay, well, obviously you have burglars at your door, so uh, stay safe, Kate. Careful your dogs, there. Head yeah. On a swivel, Kate. The dogs are trying to get your attention.
5: <laughs> I, uh,
4: I, I mean, I like this point. We've talked. Uh, you know, relatively frequently lately about the lack of play action. Um, the Bills were at or near the top of the league the last few years in plays that, passing plays that use play action, and they're down like 10%. And, you know, I don't know how significant that is, but, I, you know, Allen's numbers with play action are excellent. And I don't know why you wouldn't use it more. Um, I haven't seen lately. I know you can find it. I guess I just don't know where to look at a moment's notice right now for the numbers on pre-snap motion. But that was also, I feel like pre-snap motion, the way I understood Dayball's offense was a lot of what they used that for was to get the defense to tip to tip a hand here we're going we're going to send someone this way and if the linebacker or the safety does this then your easy throw is going to be over here and you know to varying degrees that that was there there were there were easy layup type throws in this offense like guys just facing Josh Allen he just throws it to them they catch it and there's not a lot of run after catch and they were looking to increase that so they've they've changed some things stylistically within their offense i think to try to achieve more yards after catch but I think maybe they've sacrificed I don't know if there's a direct correlation between these two things, but they 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 are missing those easy layup throws, I think, in this offense.
3: Well, a lot of those plays were to Cole Beasley, who has gone, and I'm not upset that he's gone. His play you know kind of diminished, but he was a certain type of safety blanket for uh, Allen and the bills, and the precision of the route. And these are short routes, not necessarily simple. The precision and the repeatability helped make Beasley such a key man in their offense, and that's not there now, really, at all the same on the same level. There was a play against, I guess it was the Lions. Those two games, Kate mentioned the Digs. The Digs touchdowns against the Browns, right? Where the, <laughs> yes. it's just in Detroit, so it seems like it's all against the Lions, but. There was a, the play against the Lions that was a near interception where Cook was the receiver out of the backfield and he stopped to go the other way. And Allen threw the pass to where he thought Cook was going and Cook wasn't there. And it live action, it looked like just a terrible pass. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, yeah. there's, you, you couldn't even tell from the regular camera location that Cook was that close to the ball. It was just sort of right to the Detroit player, Anzalone. So what's that? could be different things you never know on a play you never know what the play yeah. is supposed to be any any one play is the pass where it's supposed to be or is the receiver where they're supposed to be on that one that reminded me of this point that we've made a lot throughout the season because whether it's right to blame cook or not he thought one thing and alan thought something else and it could have been one of those huge plays that flips or tips close games no. it just wasn't caught
4: yeah you know but by, by by i'm also not upset that Beasley isn't here but the idea was to improve on Beasley right I mean we know he which and and I guess you know be careful what you wish for maybe that was a bold wish because he was you know functionally important in this offense and Allen trusted it and it, it kept chains moving even though we'd get frustrated by the catch and fall down nature of those plays Um, The idea was to get better. Right. And I never really thought McKenzie would replace Beasley on his own because of their different skill sets. Beasley was the zone beater guy, knows how to knows how to, you know, work that and get the soft spot. And McKenzie's more of a, you know, beat the man in front of you, you know, one on one coverage, as we saw in New England last year in the rematch after the big win game here early in December. And so that's where Crowder was supposed to fit in. I think that was his area of expertise as well. And that really barely got off the ground. And here we are, you know, they just, ha- they, they just haven't had it. An- McKenzie really isn't the answer. He had a nice game last week and maybe they'll start finding ways to work him in, but, it's not, even last week, it's not in that Beasley role. It's, it's a different role that he has. And that's not to say it can't work, but I think they miss having that dependable outlet that Allen knows is going to be there, and if in like you know, a second and a half he steps back there and goes, it's all going to you-know-what, I know Beasley is there for eight. And they haven't really had that guy in this offense this year.
3: Crowder was supposed to be it. Yeah. You know, and Crowder really is very similar in that way, just short, safe, experienced, reliable, repeatable kind of plays, but it never got going and then he was injured. So uh the Bills still searching in a certain way, I think. John Brown back on the roster. Uh you had the Naheem Hines trade, really. I mean Brown, of course, not yet, but Hines also really not yet in the offense, and we'll see if Cook those guys are not this player we're describing either, but they're they're kicks at the proverbial can. Yeah, and they're be, fast.
4: They could be things that you know you start to see, you know it. What's what's the most optimistic you can get about Hines? Um, they're slow playing it, and they're going to unleash it when they feel like they really need it, right? Like him out of the backfield or whatever, because he he's he's barely playing, and therefore of course barely getting any targets. And maybe there's a week here. Maybe it's tonight where suddenly it's like, you know, the announcers are going, boy, Naheem Hines finally showing up for the Bills. Like, you know, maybe that comes. Maybe it never comes. I don't know. But if you want to paint an optimistic picture about them finding something to give the offense a boost that we haven't been seeing the last few weeks, maybe Hines and or Cook are ideas for that.
3: You're right. You can do that. But are you inclined to? Because I'm not. I don't think this team is slow playing anything. (laughs) I mean, you saw their faces in Detroit when they won that game. I mean, there's been a lot of challenges here in the last couple of weeks with the storm and everything, having to figure out Cleveland and then right back to Detroit for Thanksgiving. I I respect that. I really do. But it looked like that win meant the world to them. And I think that that is a reflection of not just or maybe not even mostly that adversity point, but like it's coming hard to them. That's why anybody who is concerned is concerned. Because it is not coming easy to the Bills at all. They don't have that kind of running game that you can turn to that, you know, is like a a fallback even uh, when conditions are difficult, you know, weather or just the opponent or your quarterback's off. You know, Cleveland, actually, they did do that well, but it's it's not that kind of team. It's the kind of team that makes its money off of Allen's heroics down the field, and they have been able with the players they have to get the job done I mean they're second in the league in points, they're second in the league in yards any talk about their struggling is maybe a little bit strange to listen to and maybe it's only us doing it but I think that win in Detroit was the Bills, they showed it, I mean that was a difficult outing for them and so I would be really almost upset if they're, (laughs) they're holding stuff back, I mean Naheem Hines was a third-down running back pass receiver for Indianapolis, and that just hasn't really manifested yet. And all the time with Hines and before that Cook or even J.D. McKissick, who they thought they had signed if you want, it was still, I think, the right question was what does that really mean? What is that really worth in an Allen offense when when he can take off for those yards or he can throw the ball deep? for those plays or intermediate to digs so and so many different ways he can beat you. What is it worth to have this kind of option in their offense? And with all the effort they've made with these different players, yeah. it still hasn't really amounted to anything.
4: Yeah. That, that all, that all makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I, I admit like I'm, 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 I'm working over here to try to make sense of the Heinz trade to begin with. Like what, like, why go get a player that you really aren't going to design even, You know, a a half a dozen plays a game for, you you might even consider that light for the actions. I mean, not that they gave up a lot to go get the guy, but they they seemingly, going all the way back into March and free agency, like you just said, had an idea that they wanted this type of player, and Cook got off to a slow start, as a rookie is wont to do, so they wanted to do something to give their offense a boost and they're not even utilizing it. So if that ends up being like what Naheem Hines is, kick returner, punt returner, I mean, okay, there's a chance he can impact games doing that. Um, but man, it's just a, it'd be a weird look to me to have gone out and and made the effort they made and not have really anything functionally useful for him to do in the offense. I I
3: think so. I do think there is some value in the return returner point in that role. I mean, of course, there's some. You're not saying there isn't any. Um, He's he looks dangerous. Yeah, he's fast. He looks like he's done that a long time or for a long time, which he has. And the Bills have not been really anywhere for a while with returners. You have McKenzie, who has struggled with ball possession at times, and Micah Hyde got hurt. You know, just in and out of different guys uh, to put back there. So Hines does fit that that role, but can he mean more to them? And will Cook? You know, Cook against the Browns really did play an important role. So um, the rookie point, you know, that's what you're hoping for, that he continues, and Hines as well, that they continue to uh, get more looks, more snaps. Singletary's been okay, though, wouldn't you say? Like, Singletary, his struggles in the passing game, why they're doing all this, but they've used him there a little bit. He was strong against New England end of last year playoff game, too. So, um I expect him to play a big role tonight, of course. Like he, he's always on the field a lot. We'll see what kind of touches Singletary gets uh in this game. Probably depends some on how clean and <laughs> smooth mm-hmm. Allen in the passing offense looks against the Patriots. I don't expect it to to look real easy uh tonight. And that's because of the, the spread in the total. Three and a half, forty three and a half, twenty three twenty in that range is what the Betting market is predicting here. And so what does that sound what kind of a game does that sound like? It comes like sounds like kind of a slog. Twenty-three twenty. You know, that's gonna be that that'll be another game if that's what happens. The Bills win twenty three twenty, where you're gonna see a lot of relief and yep. <laughs> that in their faces.
4: Right. We'll see. I'm 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 more thinking like thirty-five thirteen myself. Like I respect all that. I think it makes sense given the form the Bills have been in lately. Um, I just, I've said it all week. I think this is a get right opportunity. The, 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 this Patriots defense has not had answers for this offense. And I, I, you know, the, the single biggest change is a significant one because it's a different guy calling the plays and you know, designing the offense, say what you will about it being the same offense and continuity. That's why they kept Dorsey. Um, there are, as we talked about even at the beginning of the segment with Kate, there are things that are different. They're not using as much play action as they have in previous years. So there are changes to the offense um, that, that could, you know, maybe should even slow me down on this. But I, I'm i going to believe that this Patriot defense can slow this offense down when I see them do it.
3: Let's get Patrick in. Hi, Patrick.
4: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I wanted to talk about Dawson Knox a little bit. Um, Mike,
0: I agree with what you were saying about Gabe Davis at the beginning of the show and hoping he gets unleashed. And that's exactly how I feel about Dawson Knox. Each game that passes, I'm thinking this is going to be the one where he gets a couple touchdowns, really cuts up the defense, because I think that he could be and maybe should be a safety valve <clears throat> along the lines of what people are asking for or hoping for with Cole Beasley. Um, I don't think it's fair to talk about off to Knox without addressing the personal situation he went through. I can't imagine, wouldn't want to imagine it, but I really hope that today, and I think it can be tonight, where he has his way with this Patriots defense, so i just love to hear what you guys think about that. Go, Bill. It's
3: just not something that happens very often. You know, I always end up making the same points on Knox, which is guys who, even tight ends, guys who get to that elite level you know, sort of that top level, that top cluster of players at that position, command targets. That's the one thing. That's the one you can see it in the numbers. With all the different variables that there are in a football team, coaching staff, and scheme, and who the quarterback is, and everything, the very best guys get targeted. They don't always catch the ball, but they are thrown to. It just becomes undeniable. In an offense, we've got to throw the ball to this guy. He's open. Then you start scheming for him. That's how it develops and it's never happened with Knox the touchdowns he racked up last year you know sort of are they're that's something that bounces around a lot that's a stat that just doesn't it's not very sticky as they say so and you've seen that this year I think he has two in this this season Knox so last week two targets I mean they needed like we're talking about that was a hard game last week and he yep. was two, tar- two for 17 like that's kind of what his career looks like uh in terms of numbers so um
1: I think if he were going to be a bigger part of their offense. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
6: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: It would have happened already, especially this year.
4: Yeah, I'm not here to tell the caller that it can't happen tonight, Um, but I think a part of what what has been going on with Knox this year is he has been, it's not, i don 't think um like a huge factor, but I think a factor is he 's being asked to stay in and protect a little bit more than he has in previous years you know again some it 's not super substantial um, but I make that point now because they are going to be down Dion Dawkins, and you know Spencer Brown has had his struggles with speed rushers, and so has the replacement for Dawkins, Questonberry, whichever sides they end up playing. And so it could be there's a variety of ways and we'll we'll talk more about that as we get to the round table and with Sal here um eventually during this this pregame. Um but Knox to me is a piece of that puzzle. Like so he may be asked to stay in and block um a little bit more than you'd like to see if you're looking for him to break out in a, in a passing game. I think with Dawkins out, tonight might be a tough night for that.
3: That's a good point. TRS heating and air conditioning wants to pay your heating bills coming soon. Let T R S intercept your heating bills this winter season, stay tuned for details on how you can take a shot at winning $1,200 toward your home heating bills this winter. TRS Heating and Air Conditioning, they treat you as if you were their only customer. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog with you on Facebook Live for the duration of the hour and here as we break on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back pregame coverage. Bills and Patriots tonight. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog with you on the Bills Radio Network. Five o'clock is Ross Tucker. Five thirty Sal Capaccio. Six o'clock, Eric Wood and Chris Brown for an hour. And then Sal rejoins. We just, you know, hold me. We just have to have somebody all the just to work with us here. Doesn't really feel quite right if we don't have somebody to talk to. Um that is the in this case it would it could be callers eight zero three zero five fifty is the number we're also visible high over on the WGR Facebook page for the duration of the hour. John Brown, why that, wait?
4: That that escalated quickly. Why wait? <laughs> right, 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 up to the roster. You know, Tanner Gentry, it was nice knowing you. You had your your active game on Thanksgiving, uh, and here we go, John Brown. So um, yeah, I mean. It's stark, I, I think. Like I, I'm, I mean, I understand the move. I mean, we're talking day and day after day about Odell Beckham Jr. and and pass catchers in this offense, and even making the point like, wow, Tanner Gentry is active. Like they're thin at receivers so much so that that's happening. And yeah, nothing against the kid, but like, geez, you know, you're a Super Bowl favorite, and that's your receiver depth, and it's really been that way all year. I mean. You know, Jake Kumro was playing meaningful snaps for this team. Again, nothing against him. But, like, are you counting on him for plays in the passing game? Probably not. Um, or, maybe, or at least you shouldn't be, um, you know, counting on that. So, I don't know how much of an upgrade Brown is over either of the guys that I mentioned. They've been at least a part of a team all year, and Brown really was not on a team at all. Um but familiarity and maybe they can find a way to make that work and maybe just maybe it can shift some pieces around like if he if he's going to have a role and it's on the outside maybe they can move davis around a little more i mean a part of davis's appeal correct me if if you remember it differently or just don't remember at all and you know my bad bringing it up if you don't recall this but his arriving here a lot of the optimism about him right away davis i'm talking about was his versatility he's a smart kid he he knows the whole route tree he can play any of the spots you want him to play and he's become really a very one-dimensional receiver again that changed a little bit last week like you pointed out earlier today mike um But it's been mostly – what did Patrick Peterson say? Like, he he only runs – he's on the boundary and he runs a a few different routes and that's it. Like, you study him and it's not that complicated. Maybe this gives them the opportunity to move him around a little bit and find different ways to open up the field. Um, You know, that's if if Brown has a role at all. Um, I would assume it would be on the outside if he does. And, again, so maybe that frees Davis up.
3: Yeah, that's really interesting because – it's you're running out of time. I mean, you're try, if you're trying to reshape your offense here. It's December. Uh, we'll, right. see, we'll see what they can do. They, they, the word, the operative word in terms of criticism of all this lately, has been creativity. Are they creative enough? And so you have to have the ideas, and you have to be able to teach them and implement them, and then of course eventually execute them. We'll see. I, I love it. I mean, Brown. I don't know what to expect here. He's been out of the league, but. Of course, the Bills know him. Allen knows him, and it could it could mean something even as soon as tonight. He will he has been promoted from the, the practice squad. That is the report from just a moment ago. He was on three teams last year. It was not with the Bills last year. Brown, Denver, Jacksonville, Tampa did not catch a pass in the league. Uh, maybe that drought ends tonight. We'll see. Cool. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. We will get to your calls in just a moment, 716-803-0550. Weather in Foxborough is fine. Low 30s, light winds according to the forecast I'm looking at. The update brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. Here's Rick next. Hello, Rick. Hi, guys. Uh, Just one, one
0: thing. You know, we've been struggling the last few weeks. Uh, It seems like it's related to that, you know, that first drive. You know, I think it was, with the first half of the year, we scored on the first drive every time. And then since then, it's sort of, we've gone sluggish. where, like, we don't,
3: it's always better to right it's always better for any team to start fast they did have what they did you you alluded to it it was it goes back to last year and then into this year how they were they were scoring touchdowns on their first drive like eight or nine games in a row or something like that that's that's insane but who knows i mean i i never would tell you that I, I, i doubt it's feelings like i know people like to write stories and oh maybe they're not confident or these kinds of feelings points they always just take for granted one reason why they always drive me crazy is it always takes for granted that everybody on the team feels the same way. I mean, who knows what are the chances of that anyway, um, it couldn't be just be one play like you get a sack or something like that, and then that's probably you're probably punting after that. so hard to say why it happens. I think the the bigger story about the bills and the ebb and flow of their games is how they went a month without scoring a touchdown in the second half like they they were well enough in the first half think of green bay or minnesota like those are games where they had good leads they led most of the jet game but it they couldn't keep they couldn't keep scoring enough to win at least a couple of them and i think that's probably more interesting to me anyway than uh how they're starting
4: right i mean how, how whether they scored on that first drive or not they had they had you know leads in those games and that that's that's what you want you want to get that lead and then build on it and what you've seen is them not be able to build on it enough, um, in in some of those games. Uh, and really, I mean, the jet game they only scored 17 at all to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, I you know, you know the starts the starts are I, definitely emotional for the fans. I, I mean, I don't, I, I think that's obvious. So you're watching the game, they score whatever, like, okay, here we go. Right, I don't know. It makes sense that the players would feel the same way, but that also implies that if they don't score on their first drive, that like what they're a mess the rest of the day or something, and that they're over on the side and go, well, I guess we're screwed. Like, I don't believe that for a second. I myself, as a fan, don't feel like it's you know like they're in trouble if they don't score, but. I think everyone feels better when you get, you get on the field and you drive seventy-five yards on your first possession and you're up seven to nothing. Like, thanks for coming. Um, you know, you feel you feel pretty pretty good there. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure the downside matches the upside. Is all I'm saying. Like, it would be ridiculous for them to be demoralized. Like maybe some fans get if they go three and out on their first possession. I mean, you got a whole game to play.
3: And that isn't showing. There's no reason to even wonder about that you're not seeing that no, in, in their no, games not at all no jason is next hi jason
4: hey how you doing guys it's good thank you jason How's it
0: going? um just a, just something i've been noticing it I, I mean to call and tell you guys this but um i do like a lot of painting and drywall and you know i take raw guys that have no skills and teach them and you know it takes a while to have that that savviness that ability just to go and do and I think that's where we're at with Dorsey. I mean, he's a smart guy. You can tell he knows the system. He's good with football. It's, it's just an experience thing in my eyes. It's like he, he's just a little clunky at times where Dable, being chewed up, especially in New England, had that savviness, had the ability just to, you know, take the bumps, next plays up, next plays up, next plays up. Whereas Dorsey gets emotional. He gets a little too invested in the plays where it's, you know, it needs to be a flow. And he's, he's getting there. It's just I don't think he's there yet. And I don't know if that's something, you know, we can be patient with or they can be patient with, or it just turns into one of those things where it's like, all right, dude, next man up. If you can't do it, you can't do it. And that, that's just my personal opinion. I mean, I've, I've been around football a long time. I played quarterback, you know, semi-pro, some arena football. So I have a good understanding of things. It just, it's just kind of clunky at times. I don't think that, that smooth savviness is quite there yet. And hopefully, hopefully he gets there because we kind of need it.
3: Thanks, Jason. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Don't forget to catch Sal Capaccio as he takes you behind the scenes on Bill's Game Day with Sal's All Access Facebook Live on WGR's Facebook page. Brought to you by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. It's time now for this week's Bill's Player Profile. Brought to you by Belknap Heating and Cooling. For more comfort and less caching, give Belknap a ring. Here's Howard Simon. Bills game day powered by the BFLO store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, here. Don't forget to stay tuned tonight after the game for the coach's podium with head coach Sean McDermott live during the Bills post game show. It's brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you are looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. Our last caller, Jason, said a lot of things about Ken Dorsey, a lot of assumptions being made about what he is thinking and feeling during games. And, you know, we're all sort of. Wondering how that's going. Um, my comment would be, no, you, you're this isn't this isn't high school. Like you're not going to wait for him if you, you know, development, all these kinds of things. The stakes are too high. Um, but it always felt to both of us this year before it even started that he would be blamed for anything that went wrong <laughs> for their offense. Allen would be blamed for almost nothing, and Dorsey would get the blame. He's new, and Allen is such a star. That hasn't quite. That's not quite fair to say. At this point, I mean, Allen has had the turnovers, and he gets blamed mostly for those for those plays. But the, the pressure's on Dorsey. It always was.
4: Yeah, it it was a it's a you know tough spot to walk into. It should be noted. I mean, we we fielded plenty of calls over dayball's tenure uh <laughs> as the offensive coordinator here complaining about his lack of creativity and his lack of feel and it it just it it it, it doesn't make it wrong, but it it's just it's it's a thing that I'm always reluctant to assume is right. Because there's just so many moving parts and so many things going on there. Um I do think he is he's in a spot now I I, I do think there is you know valid criticism um, of, of him um, especially the, the late the lack of play action or, or the decrease in play action um, you know is is noticeable to me I mean it's it's statistically evident and I'm not sure why that's happening or why they've chosen to go that route um, but you know, a- Allen has owned and and deserves the criticism for for the mistakes. Like, the, the balls thrown to the wrong guys is not Ken Dorsey's fault. You can, you know, I think sort of rewind it a little and like, okay, well, is there a problem in the design of the offense, the, the layup throws that we've been talking about uh, that I've been bringing up here for a few days in a row? Um, You know, maybe that leads to Allen being asked to do more, and that leads to the mistakes. I mean, that's that's a theory that could be right. I just don't know how to arrive at a definitive answer on it because we just don't, we're not privy to enough of the information. Um, So, you know, the offensive coordinator on on a team with this level of expectation, and he's new, replacing a guy who is obviously very good at it yeah he's he's you know he's in the line of fire um and again that that, none of this is to say that that's wrong um i just think it can be disproportionate sometimes you know we we don't want to get after the quarterback because we you know the quarterback is the most important guy in the franchise and so mistakes and the offense not coming through um you know you want to blame someone it almost doesn't feel fair. You know Allen plays hard. You know he prepares. You know he's doing everything he thinks he can do. You know, Dorsey's just a guy we see smashing up a laptop after the Miami game in the in the, in the press box. You know, so he's an easier, more convenient target. Um, but I think, you know, I think if Allen doesn't make some of the mistakes he's made, this team could be – I don't know 10 and one
3: it's gonna be tough for him to to impress tonight really especially relative to how the bills played against new england end of last season with the win in foxborough and then the seven touchdowns on seven drives in the playoffs in freezing cold temperatures you know good luck it's belichick tonight this is going to be a good spot tough spot for dorsey we'll see what we get Allen is you're gonna love this this is the stuff you lean on you're into the betting and the parlays. <laughs> Allen is 4-0 and on Thursdays as a starter. Three Thanksgiving wins and this year's opener. We don't have a like a regular Thursday night Amazon or NFL Network for in the past Thursday night game. The Bills are on um, until this one. But he has the three Thanksgiving wins and then the game against the Rams this year was on a, on a Thursday. He's also 9-3. and The Bills, I, I, I'm not really somebody who considers wins a quarterback's quarterback stat but the Bills with Allen are nine and three in night games games that start at seven or later and like it's, we adjusted to how they got asked to play in night games and when they have in this new era of good Bills football they have been really good for the most part do you in happen those games. to know
4: if that counts the Kansas City game that got re, re that got moved around that counts that one so two of them I, them were- I
3: know that it doesn't Oh, okay. Late right. is 7 o'clock or later, and that was that might have been like 5 or 5.30, okay. right?
4: I, I, I don't remember. I, I just remember it got moved, and it was like on a Tuesday or something.
3: Yeah, it was on a Tuesday. That is correct. Thanks for everybody who watched us on Facebook Live. We're going to sign off there, come back here on the Bills Radio Network with Ross Tucker. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, this is the Buffalo Bills Radio
1: Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,